Hey, this is Molly Patrick, and you're listening to the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. We are all about helping people eat more plants and celebrating imperfection as we navigate life's messiness. Hey there, how's everyone doing? Thank you for listening to this podcast. It makes me so happy to know that there are people who enjoy what we do here every week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So today what I wanted to do is kind of go back to basics and talk about what a whole food plant-based diet is, what it consists of, and what it doesn't consist of. And sort of for people who want to eat this way, kind of getting clear on what a whole food plant-based diet is versus a vegetarian diet versus a vegan diet versus a plant-based diet and what all these terms mean and and specifically dive into what a whole food plant-based diet is um, because it is different than a vegetarian diet than a vegan diet. So and then where does the term plant-based fit in, right? It, it can all be very confusing if you are new to this way of eating and you're new to this world. So if you have anyone in your life who is new to eating plant-based or maybe they're just um, curious, right? Plant curious, we might call them. Send them this episode and I will help them understand all of it. <laughs> okay, so first of all, a vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, a whole food plant-based diet, all, all different things. A vegetarian diet excludes meat. It excludes meat. People who follow a vegetarian diet do eat cheese. Um, oftentimes they eat eggs, right? They'll eat things like sour cream and like butter and stuff like cottage cheese. They just don't eat meat. So a vegan diet excludes meat, dairy, and eggs. So no, so just like the vegetarian diet, there is no meat, but a vegan diet kind of goes a step further and does not include any kind of dairy or any kind of eggs. So any kind of animal-based food, a vegan diet does not, it's not part of the deal. So you might say, okay, but isn't that the same as a whole food plant-based diet? So the thing that sets a whole food plant-based diet apart from a vegan diet is the emphasis on whole plant foods instead of eating um, sort of overly processed foods that don't have animal products, right? Like vegan cheese, vegan butter, vegan pizza, vegan cookies, vegan ice cream, stuff like that. So whole food plant-based specifically is, is, yes, it is... Um, you know, it excludes all animal food, but it kind of goes a step further and it really focuses on whole plant foods and less processed foods. Okay. So that's kind of the, the difference between those and, you know, whatever way, I guess I should just throw this in there as well. Like wherever you're at and however you eat, just know that in our community and with what we do, we will never, ever judge you. <laughs> so I, I've never eaten meat my whole life. I was a vegetarian until I went vegan in 2010-ish. And then I started eating a whole food plant-based diet in like 2014. Um, I enjoyed all stages of those things and... Um, you know, wherever you are at, that is where you're at. And this is your journey. And don't let anybody ever um, make you feel bad about where you're at. Okay. So, dun, 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 dun. so you may hear 
um, people talking, you may hear people use the term like whole food plant-based diet, whole food plant-based eating, or just whole food plant-based. Those things are kind of used interchangeably. Um, and know that you might hear the term plant-based. This is sort of like, like whole food plant-based, whole food plant-based eating, or whole food plant-based diet. That's all kind of the same thing, right? That's all under the whole food plant-based umbrella that is focusing on, you know, no animal no animal-based foods and really focusing on whole plant foods and less processed foods. But then you might hear plant-based. And plant-based is sort of like, from my understanding, it's kind of like a catch-all. There is not one dedicated area that that term is for. So like if somebody's eating a vegan diet, right, and incorporating more kind of like processed vegan food, they might say, I'm plant-based. Or they might say, hey, I went to this plant-based restaurant. Maybe they're talking about whole food plant-based. Maybe they're talking about vegan, right? But you can kind of use that term plant-based as a general term if you avoid um, animal products. And so sometimes plant-based is just, you know, people might want to use that term because it's just easy and they don't have to get into specifics. Sometimes if people say, oh, I, I'm vegan, you might get the question like, oh, you're vegan. Why are you vegan? Um, you know, is it for the, is it for the animals or like, can you tell me more about that? And maybe, you know, maybe you don't feel like answering all those questions. So plant-based might just be easier, or maybe you eat a whole food plant-based diet. And so you say, oh, I'm whole food plant-based. And that feels like a mouthful, or maybe then you have to feel like, you know, you have to kind of explain, which you never have to explain yourself ever, but <laughs> sometimes plant-based can just be an easier term to use. So when I say plant-based, I'm talking about whole food plant-based because that's what I talk about most often. But just know that sometimes people will use that term and mean like vegan or mean whole food plant-based. Does that make sense? Okay. So the next thing is that the thing to know about a whole food plant-based way of eating is that it's not a diet. And if you hear the term whole food plant-based diet, that might be confusing, right? Because people might think, oh, this is, um, this is a diet. And when we talk about diets, we usually are talking about restricting calories, right? But a whole food plant-based diet or a whole food plant-based way of eating really emphasizes <clears throat> um, eating and really emphasizes like the quality of the calories instead of the quantity of calories. So a diet, right? Tra tra traditional diets are like you focus on the amount of calories you eat, right? And you typically will try to eat less calories <clears throat> than you burn or try to restrict, restrict calories. Um, a whole food plant-based diet is all about eating and it's all about the quality of the calories, right? Not so much the quantity, but the uh, the quality of the calories you're eating. Okay, so here are the things that are not included when eating a whole food plant-based diet. <clears throat> so if you're like, I want to try this whole food plant-based diet thing, I hear that it gives people amazing results, everything from lower cholesterol, lower um, blood pressure, uh, people can get off their diabetes med medication, but like just always do that with your doctor, right? If you're going to do that. Um, you know, people have increased energy, better sleep, um, improved skin, improved, like just everything. Maybe you've heard some of the stories or some, somebody who's had an, um, 
you know, an experience with this and you're like, well, I want to try this, but I don't know where to start. So a whole food plant-based diet excludes, so it does not have meat, dairy, eggs, oil, or overly processed food. Okay. Meat, dairy, eggs, oil, or overly processed food. So here are the things that are included when eating a whole food plant-based diet. You will be eating lots of veggies, lots of fruit, lots of whole grains, lots of beans and legumes, nuts and seeds, many, many, many herbs and spices, and a handful of minimally processed plant-based foods. Things like tofu and non-dairy milk and sprouted grain bread and, for example, like sauerkraut, right? Tempeh, stuff like that. All right, so let's go over these categories really quick. So vegetables, that is really, I mean, whole food plant-based eaters, we eat a lot of veggies. The more variety, the better. Nothing is off limits here. Um, Veggies are packed with vitamins and minerals and phytochemicals and antioxidants and fiber and You'll be amazed when you really get into this way of eating how many more vegetables you eat than you ever have and how many vegetables are out there that you didn't even realize, right? That weren't even on your radar. Uh, Fruit. So fruit is super hydrating. It's loaded with vitamins, minerals, enzymes, fiber, and antioxidants, all of which boost the immune system, fight free radicals in your system, in your body. Um, this of course helps your skin glow and really help you feel amazing. Now, some people are worried about eating fruit because of the sugar. Have you ever heard that? Um, and yes, fruit does have naturally occurring sugar, but you know what else fruit has? Fruit has a lot of fiber, which slows down the absorption of that sugar, kind of resulting in nice, even blood sugar that doesn't spike right? Like it does when you're eating cookies or candy or you know, cake and other processed kind of sweets. So the human body, keep in mind, is designed to eat fruit, right? We're designed for that. And not everybody knows this, but our sweet tooth is designed to be satisfied by the sweetness of fruit, which makes sense because fruit comes from the earth and Skittles don't. Sorry, Brittany, if you're listening to this. Um, so, so we're designed to eat fruit, right? We're designed to digest fruit beautifully. We're designed for fruit to satisfy our sweet tooth, which we do have, by the way, right? Um, so this is sort of nature's way of making sure we get the stuff that our body really needs. And our body really needs and wants all of the, um, all of the nutrients and all of the fiber in fruit. So when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, you're going to be eating so much fruit. And I'm talking everything, watermelons, kiwis, oranges, mangoes, apples, bananas, cherries, blueberries, strawberries, um, any, any fruit out there you will be eating. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, so many people who are eating kind of a standard American diet, right? kind of eat, maybe they eat an orange and an apple and a banana. And that's what they get at the grocery store, those three things, and they don't venture out much from those varieties. But when you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you're going to be eating so much fruit and so many varieties of fruit. It's a lot of fun. Okay, next is beans and legumes. So beans and legumes are a really essential part of a health-promoting diet. They are very nutrient-dense. They're very high in fiber. They're very high in protein. They're low in fat. They are cheap to buy, and they are super easy to make, and they're very versatile. 
And one thing that I love about beans so much is they really appeal to meat eaters. They really appeal to people who are more omnivore and who need sort of like a bite, right? Like a meaty kind of bite. And there's so many varieties of, of beans and legumes out there. So you'll be eating a lot of beans and legumes. Next is whole grains. So whole grains are a really important part of the diet as long as they are truly whole. So truly whole grains include things like quinoa and brown rice and millet and buckwheat and barley, right? There are more, but those are just some examples. Um, if you have a gluten sensitivity, you'd want to avoid wheat, rye, barley, and all of their derivatives because they contain um, gluten. So grains, you know, grains aren't a problem. Whole grains are awesome when incorporated into a healthy whole food plant-based diet. So what happens is they become a problem when they are overly processed. So when whole wheat berries are processed into white flour, right, and used for things like bread and bagels and pasta and tortillas, there are at least 25 nutrients that are removed during the process and then five that are chemically replaced to enrich it. So it's like the, the nutrients get processed out right? In the process for making a whole grain into a more processed um, flour. And then there's nutrients that are replaced and put back into it, right? To enrich it. So this process turns a really once nutrient dense whole food into, you know, a processed food that, that has far less nutrients. Um, so brown rice is considered a whole grain, whereas white rice wouldn't be. Right. This is because the outside layer of rice, which is known as bran, is removed in the process of turning brown rice into white rice. And the bran da, 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 is where all of the health promoting like nuggets are, right? Like the vitamins and the minerals and the fiber. So when this layer is removed, the nutrients and, ref- and the nutrients and fiber are removed with it. So it's important to eat whole grains, right? It is very important, but we would just want to make sure that we're actually eating whole grains and not processed grains. Okay, so next are nuts and seeds. So nuts and seeds are awesome. They're, they are full of iron and calcium and protein and antioxidants and omega-3 fatty acids. Um, and they, they lend a hand in many a plant-based recipe. Um, I always keep my nuts and seeds in the fridge or the freezer so that the oils don't go rancid. And nuts and seeds are important. I mean, you, we talk about making some magic in the kitchen. I always talk about making magic in the kitchen, right? Because you, you get all of these whole plant food ingredients, you buy them at the store, then you come home and you make like these amazing things. The, the amount of like sauces and like just creamy things you can make from like the cashew nut is like wizard, wizardry. It is like pure magic. Um, even just toasting up some sunflower seeds and putting those on a topping for like a baked potato or a big salad. I mean, nuts and seeds really like they're not the star of the show, like veggies and beans and grains are, but they are definitely a component that play a really important kind of role. They're like the supporting role, right? Um, And they're also, they also have a lot of health benefits to them as well. So dried herbs and spices, of course, you know, like dried herb, like herbs and spices are, in my opinion, really important for making delicious food. And in our recipes, we use a lot of them. So in fact, when you use our recipes, if you've ever 
followed our recipes, you know that you use more herbs and spices now than you ever have, right? Okay, so did you know there is a difference between herbs and spices? Maybe you knew, maybe you didn't. Herbs refer to the leafy green or the flowering part of a plant, right? Either fresh or dried, like basil, rosemary, tarragon, cilantro, and thyme. And spices are produced from the other part of the plant, right? That's not the flowering part or not the green part. So this would include things like the seed, the berry, the bark, the root. These are things like nutmeg and cinnamon and ginger and turmeric and clove and cumin. So that is the difference between an herb and a spice. Okay, so one last thing to to kind of remember about herbs and spices is they are really, really concentrated nutrient powerhouses. It doesn't take much to benefit from them. So even a quarter of a teaspoon here, an eighth of a teaspoon there, um, really adds up to a lot of like plant-powered protection for your body. Herbs and spices are incredible um, health-promoting things, and they also taste amazing, and they make food taste really good. So use you're going to be using herbs and spices, and when you cook, it's not going to be just salt and pepper, right? It's going to be really, really interesting flavors based on so many herbs and spices. Okay, now the last one is minimally processed plant-based foods. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, these are things like, you know, tofu, tempeh, soy milk, sprouted grain bread, sprouted tortillas, uh, stuff like that. So the reason that these foods have kind of the green light when eating this way is because they haven't been processed to the point of having their nutrients and their fiber stripped totally away even though they've been slightly modified kind of from their original form, they still have really important nutrients, right, that your body needs. So, um, and also these things kind of complement the rest of what you're going to be eating, right? So um, being able to have a sandwich, for example, is a very beautiful thing. (laughs) And you can have a really delicious sandwich. Maybe you make some cashew cheese and some you know, fresh sliced tomatoes and some fresh basil, and maybe you put a little avocado on it, and then you put it between some some sprouted grain bread, that can be a really satisfying thing. So minimally processed plant-based foods are, are really important, actually, because I think that they make this way of eating um, more sustainable because, because you're going to be able to bite into things like a sandwich or a burrito, um, stuff like that. And plus, you know, to be able to put soy milk on your, you know, steel cut oats, it's or make, you know, making a smoothie with, with soy milk to have it be really creamy. It's a really nice thing to do. So, and even things like tahini, which is sesame seed butter or almond butter or peanut butter, stuff like that would be considered minimally processed plant-based foods. And they definitely play a very important role. Okay. So to recap, we have veggies, fruits, whole grains, beans, and legumes, nuts, and seeds, herbs and spices, and minimally processed plant-based foods. Those are all of the things that are included in a whole food plant-based diet. The things that are not included are meat, dairy, eggs, oil, and overly processed food. So when people are new to eating this way or they're not familiar with eating this way, oftentimes they think that the options are so limited, right, because of what's not included. And you know, they think, well, if I'm not eating meat, if I'm not eating dairy, if I'm not eating 
you know, eggs, if I'm not eating, you know, if I can't have olive oil, if I, you know, here's a whole bunch of things that I can't have that I'm not having, what the hell am I going to eat, right? For people who have been used to eating these things, if you say all of a sudden, okay, these are the things that you avoid, and then the things that you're going to eat are now this in this category, and if they're used to eating very little fruits and veggies, very little whole grains, very little beans and legumes, that transition is going to feel really like, oh shit, what now? What do I eat? right? If, I, if I'm not going to be eating what I usually eat and I'm going to be eating the stuff that I usually don't eat, what the hell am I going to eat? And so I just want to say that it's, it, it might sound funny in the beginning and it might feel sort of like impossible, but I think that the opposite is true. So what happens is that when you remove the meat, dairy, eggs, oil, and overly processed foods, and you start eating veggies, fruits, whole greens, beans, and legumes, nuts, and seeds, what happens is that you actually start eating a lot more variety of food. Because think about it, there are literally like thousands of veggies and fruits and grains and beans. I mean, just beans alone, how many varieties of beans are there, right? How many varieties of veggies are out there? How many fruits are out there? How many um, like grains are out there? So many, there are thousands. And if you think about all the recipes that you can make with all of these ingredients, it's literally endless, right? Um, so once people start making, especially our recipes and following our meal plans, they notice actually there's an increase in variety of foods, not a decrease. And I really experienced this even, even for me when I transitioned from a vegetarian diet to a vegan diet, right? I, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be eating you know, I'm not going to be relying on cheese or eggs anymore. So I'm going to, you know, how am I going to do this a little bit differently? And even with that transition, I really, when I went to the grocery store to go shopping or went to the farmer's market to get my fresh produce, it, it just making that switch opened my eyes up to things that I hadn't, that I didn't notice before, right? Like I remember specifically, I lived in the Bay Area at the time. I was living in, um, Richmond, which is in the East Bay. And I was shopping at this wonderful grocery store. I don't even know if it's there anymore. Bay Area people can tell me, but Berkeley Bowl was my favorite grocery store. There was two when I lived there. And I remember being in their produce department and it was like fall kind of, and there were, there was these like wonderful squash. They were like the hard winter squash. And there were so many varieties there, there were, you know, green ones and orange ones and yellow ones and ones that looked like they had like warts all over them and ones that were big and small and crooked. And I just remember, I was like, I never noticed how many types of squash there were, right? Because I, it's almost like when I was eating a vegetarian diet my whole life and I went to the grocery store, it's like I had blinders on and I just went to the same things over and over, right? In the produce department, I would get maybe like avocados, I would get some lettuce, I would get like a cucumber, I would get maybe some beets, um, you know, maybe some mushrooms, maybe some onions and garlic, but like that was pretty much it. I would just get the same, maybe seven, you know, five to 10 things every single time. And when I started eating vegan, even just that transition, I was like, holy shit, like what am I, like I can do something with this squash. Like, yeah, I should cook this. And I remember I, I, I made, um, kabocha squash tacos 
And I was like, holy shit. And actually there's a, I'll link to the recipe because um, we have that recipe on our blog. And I was like, holy shit, where has this been my whole life? Like, wow, this is incredible. And it got me really excited to try new things. I was like, oh, there's something called kohlrabi. Like, what does kohlrabi do? And like, you know, what what kind of leafy greens have I been missing out on? And what kind of crazy fruits are there that I want to try? So it was really fun to start just playing and, and start eating more, more food. So if you're worried about like, you know, having less variety, just know that the opposite tends to be true. And then when you go, when, you know, for me, the transition was vegetarian then vegan and then whole food plant-based. And for most people, when they go from vegan to whole food plant-based, it happens again. And it's like, then really it's like, okay, so when I take out like the vegan cheese and when I take out the vegan pizza, the vegan convenience foods, then you really have to start thinking a little bit more like, okay, I, I need to cook more for one and now like now what does it look like which is you know if if you are having trouble coming up with meals or recipes um join plant fueled life because that's what we do we have over four thousand whole food plant-based recipes and like over 250 whole food plant-based meal plans we got you covered in that area in fact when I was transitioning I wish I had this resource like this is the resource that I wish that I had so well I just created it. <laughs> so that's one way to do it. Um, so yeah, it's the, the variety really, really increases as you kind of switch to eating more whole plant foods, which is really, really cool. So now that you know, like, okay, so that gives you, that gives you a good recap. That gives you a good like starting point, right? You now know what a vegetarian diet is, what a vegan diet is, what a, exactly what a whole food plant-based diet consists of and how we kind of use the term plant-based and how that can be kind of like a catch-all phrase that doesn't necessarily mean one specific thing or another. Um, that's sort of how it's used present day. So how whole food plant-based you eat, right? It's like I said in the beginning, like it's entirely up to you. This is your choice. This is your body. And there is really no wrong or right way to do this. Like this totally depends on where you are at on your journey. And you know, what is, what are your reasons for doing this? Like, is it, is it something that you're just curious about and just kind of want to dip your toe in and play around? Um, you know, if that's the case, then kind of taking some baby steps and just slowly incorporating more whole food plant-based recipes in the diet can be a really fun way to do it. Do you have like some health thing going on that you're really like, hey, I, I really need to change the way I eat because I really, I really need my body to um, start working better, right? Start working like it should be working. So I really need to do this for my health. Then you might really consider being a little bit more um, thorough about it or aggressive about it and really like, okay, let's, rem let's remove the meat and the dairy and the oil and the overly processed foods. And let's really start focusing on eating whole plant foods. If that's the case, then, you know, maybe that's the direction you want to go. Um, but it, it's totally up to you what your goals are, what you want, what feels good to you. Some people do this overnight and they're like, once they find out about it, they're like, screw it, I'm all in. They, you know, get rid of everything in their kitchen that has any kind of animal products or that's overly processed and they, you know, go to the grocery store and they fill their pantry with, you know, whole food plant-based staples, which I can also link 
um, in the show notes, a resource about that. But again, there is no wrong or right way to do it. It totally is up to you. And for myself, like I don't eat a whole food plant-based diet 100% of the time. Um, sometimes like I eat vegan butter, right? Sometimes I do eat a, a scoop of vegan ice cream. Sometimes I do eat some some vegan mayo that I buy at the store. Um, I would say I don't know about I don't know about percentages. I don't know how people come up with percentages, but if I had to pull one out of my ass, then I'm probably like you know 95% whole food plant based, um, and then the other five percent, it's you know I don't worry so much about it when I go out to eat. I eat you know, whatever is vegan and gluten-free on the menu because I happen to be gluten-free as well. But I don't, I don't like put a ton of pressure on myself to be 100% whole food plant-based 100% of the time. Because the thing is, I don't want to stress about this. And I don't, I want this to be a source of joy in my life. I want this to be a source of abundance. I want this to be a source of happiness and pleasure for me. I don't want to feel weighed down or stressed out or like, you know, I have to live up to some expectation. Like I just want this to be easy and happy and I want it to feel good. So for me, I give myself that wiggle room so that I don't get in that trap of sort of that all or nothing perfectionist thinking because ultimately that will hurt more than it will help. So that is what I want to tell you. That's what I have for you today. I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you share this with all of your people and um, all of your people who might be interested in testing out the the plant-based waters. Um, I had fun doing this and I hope that you have an amazing week and I will see you next week. Okay, now go eat some plants. Go, go, go. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, you are going to love Plant Fueled Life, our monthly membership where we help you eat more plants and celebrate that beautiful human imperfection that we all have. You can try it out for free for 10 days by going to the show notes of this episode and clicking on free trial. You can also go to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the website, Uh, click on start free trial and that'll get you there too. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed, or if you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a solid and rate and review it so that other people can find it as well? Okay. Thanks so much.